Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talk to Blue Bomber defensive lineman Jackson Jeffcoat about their big game in Saskatchewan coming up. Also, Carson Lambos of the Winnipeg Ice talks to us about their big games coming up this weekend. And Peter Jordan, the organizer of Winnipeg's first game-worn hockey expo, talks about why that's a thing and who's going to be there. All the good stuff you could find. That's all on the podcast. We are just under 48 hours away from the start of the Blue Bombers at Rough Riders. And joining us on the line is Bomber defensive lineman Jackson Jeffcoat. Jackson, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So let's look back at uh, at Saturday and the week that's happened since then. Has the team been able to kind of put that behind you or are you using that as a motivator heading into this big game against Saskatchewan? Well, we always go by a 24-hour rule, and that's the biggest thing that you celebrate a win for 24 hours and you celebrate, are you mourn a loss or whatever, uh, deal with a loss uh, 24 hours. Uh, so it's past that 24 hours. We're on the Saskatchewan. Now, we all know what happened in the last six quarters where the defense has given up a lot of points, a lot of yards. How much of, uh, I, I guess, inside expectations does the defense have on itself to be a lot better this week? I mean, whenever you're you're not playing your best ball, you, you always have to look back at yourself and see what you were doing wrong. And obviously, we want to get back from playing the brand of football that we've been playing uh, consistently and get back to being the dominant Bombers defense. So we're going to make sure that we come out, we execute what we got to do, and um, handle our game plan. Now, last week was your first game since week eight. How do you feel you played, and how did you feel after the game physically? Well, it, it was good to get back on the, the field, man. I was excited to play. I hadn't played in, like you said, week eight. Uh, it was good to be out there with the guys. It just I felt good to be out there with the guys. and the, Obviously, the outcome wasn't what we wanted, but it was, it was again, it was great to get out there uh, and be able to contribute. Now, obviously, I don't. After a loss, I don't feel like I played well enough. So I feel like we've got to step our game to the next level, especially mine. Now, you haven't had a pl- chance to play against Saskatchewan this year. You get a chance in your third meeting coming up Saturday. How excited are you to take on the blood rival? Oh, it's very exciting to take on your rivals. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited to get in this game. I, I think I always have fun playing against Saskatchewan, and it'll be fun to get out there uh, and play on their home turf. So watching those two games, the Labor Day game and the Banjo Bowl from the sidelines, what were you able to glean about what is what the Rough Riders do well on offense? Well, I mean, uh, up front, their their offensive line is nasty. They they play hard, and so that I mean, we like to play physical ball too. So it's definitely a fun thing for us. Uh, and Fajardo's playing well. He's got a lot of weapons. Uh, he can dish it off too. And obviously, uh, you got um, a great running back. Uh, they they can hand the ball off to him too. So you have to be a well-rounded team when you come against them. When you come against the team, they can also they can hurt you on the run and hurt you in the pass. And I think uh, we're getting a lot of things kind of figured out. And I think we'll play a really good game on Saturday. So last time you went in there, it was nail biter. You almost got the win, not quite. And then come back in the Banjo Bowl, and it wasn't close. Big win for Winnipeg. Do you kind of have to find the balance somewhere in the middle when you're looking at the film of what you did well and what maybe didn't go so well for your team? 
Well, the biggest thing you got to do, I mean, because we know what we did well. You always got to check and see what didn't go well because that's what an opposing team's going to see. They're going to see what you didn't do well, and they're going to try to take advantage of that more and more and <clears throat> try to find your weaknesses. So, yeah, you did some things well, and we're happy about it, and we know what we can do well, but we got to always take it, uh, pick up the things that we we weren't doing as well and make sure that we, we play more physical or play more technically sound in those areas. How much does the return of Brandon Alexander help your defense? Oh, it, it's big. Uh, he's a, a deep, he's a leader in the secondary, a leader on the team, and he's a guy that communicates very well and effectively when he's, he's talking to guys out there in the secondary. I just think the guys will be on the same page and that uh, they'll be flying around. We've heard a lot this week about communication. We've heard from uh, Brandon himself talking about communication, and maybe that's something that was missing over the last couple of games. What does that really mean when talking about communication? Is that just talking on the field as the play is happening? Well, yeah, you got to be able to talk on the, on, on the field when the play is happening to kind of tell each other, okay, we see this. This is what we see from the other team. Let's make sure that we do this. And there's a lot of communication that goes on really fast right before a play. And also um, there's communication that goes on on the sidelines when we get, we get back and kind of figure out what they were doing. We're like, okay, we're going to do that. We're going to do this. Let's make sure we're on the same page. And that's the biggest thing. you got to communicate on the field and off the field to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Now I've noticed on the sidelines a lot of the – Players are looking at tablets right after they get off the field. How does that help you maybe learn on the fly during a game to make sure that mistakes don't happen twice in a game, looking at the film almost in real time? Uh, uh, I think it's a, you're able to see kind of what teams are trying to do to attack you, what, what teams are trying to do, or little things here and there that they could go back to later in the game and use it again. That. It, it, and it's big to make sure you know what they're doing. It's like, okay, if they do that again, we're going to make sure we stop that. That's not going to happen again. I, I think it's a big tool for us. Has that, for you in your career, how kind of new is that to be able to watch that film right away? Well, I know when I was uh, playing in the NFL, uh, they had pictures. So you could kind of see some pictures. And you, know, you go off pictures and keep looking at them. And so the film thing is a lot better at I love to see the film so you can actually see what went down. Now you can only see it in one view. It's not like watching it after a game, but it still helps a lot. It's, you're able to go back and say, oh, this is what I did. This is what I should do next time. Or, oh, this worked this time. I'll do it again. All right, Jackson. Well, I appreciate your time tonight, and uh, good luck this weekend in Regina. No problem. Thank you very much. Sorry to go. Now, starting tonight and continuing for every Thursday during the Winnipeg ice season, we'll be talking with a member of the team leading into the weekend's action. In terms of what we're going to call this segment, they have a thing called the Ice Cave at their arena. So what are we going to call this? We call it the freezer? Can we call it that? So let's go into the freezer where we find defenseman Carson Lambos, who has five points in five games for the ice earlier this season, or so far this season, I should say. So Winnipeg is off to a 3-1-1 start. I talked to Carson earlier today. Carson, just for uh, people who may not know, where are you going to high school? I go to high school at Shaftesbury, uh, Shaftesbury High School here in Winnipeg. Okay. And how are you enjoying that? 
Yeah, it's really good. Actually, even prior to playing with the ice, it's the high school I went to, and I uh, and I really like it there. So how handy was that then for that transition? Yeah, it's really good, really comfortable at that school, and uh, yeah, it makes it uh, make things makes things easier. What is your best subject? Uh, for me, I'd probably say my best subject's math. Yeah, and what's your worst? Uh, right now I think it might be physics. Physics, but isn't there a lot of math in physics? Yeah, I don't know. It's just something about it. <laughs> Fair enough. So, how do you find balancing? your school load with being an, a WHL player? Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, not too bad. Um, you just got to stay on top of your stuff and, and make sure you get, when, you, when you miss days, you just talk to your teachers and they'll help you get caught up. But I think if you're, uh, if you're on top of it, it's, it's, it's nothing that you can't handle. And do you often do homework on the bus? Yeah. From time to time, we'll do homework on the road. Just, uh, if I can slide it in, uh, sometimes it's easier just to focus at home and and be able to actually get stuff up at, done at home. So I try to do that when I can. But sometimes, you know, there's time on the road when you can do it, and then I'll do it there. Right. So, what do you think uh, of the season so far for your team? Yeah, we've kind of gotten off to a strong start. Uh, our first week of against Brandon, there were things about our games that we liked and things that we didn't. And, we were able to, to fix some of those things uh, going into uh, our, our last three and three in the Saskatchewan road trip there. And uh, I think picking up five out of six points in a three and three was uh, really good for our team. How do you feel at the end of playing three games in three days physically? Yeah, it is, it is tiring. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's hard on your body, but I mean, it's important during those, that three and three, you're taking care of your body. Whether that be, uh, you know, stretching and, and rolling out your muscles uh, in the morning, after morning skates or or, uh, or after games to, to help help make your body feel just a little bit better after. What has impressed you most about your team so far? I think just our, uh, our resiliency has been really good. Um, you know, uh our, our game against Saskatoon and uh, and Prince Albert, we were down in both those games, and you know I think our our group had a, a positive mindset even when we were down, and we really have faith in our abilities. So we were able to come back. I mean, the Prince Albert game didn't finish how we want, but we gave ourselves a chance in overtime, and then yeah, I, I just think our resiliency right now. Now. So Saskatoon went into that game ranked in the CHL's top ten. Is that something that you guys pay attention to at all? Um, I mean, not really. We know they're they're, they're a good team and they have good players, but I mean, saying that they're just ranked in the top ten, uh, I don't think we look at that game any different than we look at any other game. Okay. So now you got a weekend, uh, well, two weekend games at home coming up tomorrow night and then Saturday. You don't have to go on the road at all this weekend for the first time in the season. That must feel pretty good. Yeah, no, it's nice being able to stay at home and uh, play in front of our home crowd. It's the one game we played in, in that arena. It's, it's a fun atmosphere, and I, I'm really excited for these two games. Yeah, it's a, it's not a big arena, but there are some, I guess, benefits to that, right? The intimate atmosphere. Yeah, it's a it's a fun atmosphere to be a part of. Like uh, it's it, last time we played there, the full building. And it just seems like everyone's really involved in the game, and and it makes it for a yeah, it makes for a fun atmosphere. 
So what is your scouting report on Edmonton tomorrow night? Yeah, I think Edmonton's a, a deep team. They have they have uh, four really good lines. So, I mean, just kind of got to approach it and uh, take it shift by shift. And you got Vancouver the next night. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, we got a, a couple good teams this weekend, so it's a it's a good challenge and a good test for our team. I talked to your head coach before the season about what the expectations were for the season, and he never said the word playoffs. Is that something that was talked about at all, or are you just trying to develop as a team right now? Yeah, I don't think you really uh, just set that kind of goal for yourself. Uh, you kind of take it day by day, and I think the, the main goal is just to get better every week or every game and uh, just uh, be our best by the end of the season. Do you have personal goals? Um, not really. I just want to be able to kind of help the team, uh, help the team win, whether that's play a bigger role or a smaller role, whatever they're asking of me. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy with those goals. Now, speaking of goals, you got two and five games already this season. Is that maybe a bit above your expectation or were you expecting that kind of output? Yeah, no, it's, uh, you can never really predict how many points or, or goals you're going to get. So, I mean, it's definitely nice to get a couple, but at the same time, uh, I, I, don't, I don't really go into games, uh, you know, saying it's a good game if I score and it's a bad game if I don't. That's not really uh, my mindset. So we've got about a 24 hours until, until game time. What does a typical kind of like night before a game look like for you? Yeah, i uh, probably just relax and not do too much. I think tonight the, is the Jets' first game, so I'll probably watch that. And then, and then I think it's important to be uh, eating a good meal and, just uh, getting water in your system, uh, getting ready for the game. Do you have a strict kind of bedtime? Uh, not really. I just try to leave myself enough time to get about, about nine hours of sleep uh, uh, prior to game day. So I, I'm uh, yeah, it's nothing too exact for myself. Okay, sounds good. All right, Carson. Well, again, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me tonight, and uh, best of luck this weekend. All right, thank you. I'm joined in studio by Peter Jordan, who's an organizer of Winnipeg's first game-worn hockey expo. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. So, how many, I guess, vendors or, well, first of all, just explain why the need for a game-worn hockey expo. There is actually a lot more of a hidden uh, collector's group out there that keep these collections in their basement for the bulk of the time, and they don't really have a venue to show it off, so... There's card shows in the city already taken care of. That's That side of it is already covered. And this gives a guy somewhere to bring his uh, his collection to show it off and uh, be proud of it. They spend years and years collecting these items and never really get them out of the basement other than family and friends that see it. Is it mostly jerseys? It's everything. Uh, anything game used, worn, issued. Um, we're Gloves, talking skates, sticks. Anything you want. Um I'll draw the line of where you want to go with okay. that. Okay. But absolutely everything that's been on the ice uh, or has some form of history to the game. Yeah. So it's coming up at the convention center on Saturday. How many people have signed up to have a booth at this thing? We have over 30 booths at the time. It's actually a full room. We have collectors coming from Alberta, BC, uh, North Dakota, and a lot in Winnipeg as well. So it's not all jet stuff then. It is definitely not all jet stuff. There's going to be stuff from the '50s Detroit uh, teams, uh, Gordy Howe, Terry Sawchuk, his items there. Stuff from the '72 uh, Canada Russia Summit Series is going to be wow. there as well. 
Um, obviously, WHA, Jets 1.0, 2.0, a lot of that stuff as well. Pretty much, there's stuff that I have no clue that I'm going to be there, and I'm looking forward to it myself to check it out. So this is multiple things, and it is an opportunity to trade, but it's an op- also an opportunity, if you don't want to sell your stuff, just to show it off, right? Absolutely, yeah. There, we've... Gave that option to people to either just show it off if they want to sell items to other collectors or people attending the show, they're welcome to. Uh, people attending the show can bring a couple items if they think they want to trade, sell them as well. Uh, we've limited to a couple items, otherwise you could get a booth for a pretty decent price at the time. It's okay. full now, obviously. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's gaining momentum. So how long have you been a game-worn collector? I would say probably about 10 years now. It started with Pavlik in Atlanta and got to be a bit of a problem and <laughs> I've collected a lot and uh, but I've enjoyed it and I've gotten more since Pavlik did retire I've gotten more into collecting different avenues so now you said Pavlik in Atlanta so you were collecting him not ever knowing he'd end up in Winnipeg no it was just a bonus absolute bonus that he was coming here so I was pretty pumped about it uh, my personal collection did revolve around Pavlik I'm checked by why? background okay that's why yeah check okay. by background <laughs> and my collection is actually Primarily Czech goalies, uh, for the most part. Some IHS stuff will be there as well. So who else? Um, a lot of minors league players. Uh, Riddick uh, from Calgary okay. lately. Um, Bartosak, he just played in the Worlds. So I have a few up-and-comers as well that I'm hoping uh, make the grade that I'm looking forward to that I planned ahead to okay. to get their items too. And is it mostly jerseys or you got pads, gloves? I ha- yeah, have a ridiculous amount of pads, gloves, blockers, <laughs> jerseys. Are they just uh, in your basement taking up space? Uh, yeah, stacked back-to-back, yeah, unfortunately. Um, I enjoy it, and this is the idea. Let's bring it out, get it out of the basement, let everyone see it. And uh, you enjoy it, other collectors enjoy it, and... This pretty much is like going to the Hockey Hall of Fame. There are Hall of Fame-worthy items here, um, but they're right in your backyard. What does your family think of your collection? Uh, probably not too fond of it. They haven't <laughs> told it's, you? My wife has said it's uh, smelly hockey gear that's in the corner, but most of us collectors are trying to link it to certain times, certain moments in hockey. That's where that connection is. So you say smelly. Is the game-worn stuff washed um, it's hit and miss. Um, I've heard of some people saying they've tried to wash stuff multiple times to get smells out doesn't. of it. I don't know anybody. A lot of people that play hockey know that as soon as you put something on for the first time, the smell seems to come out. So as soon as you <laughs> kind of bring it back out to, to try it on, even to look at it, it, it can come out. So there's a lot of guys using the ozone machines to clean them out. Is there hesitation to cleaning it? It's See, some guys buy them to wear. Uh, like I've worn some of my Pavlik right. stuff. Some guys are dead set against it. So that's that's a personal preference as well. Some guys are definitely going to say no. Some say yeah. So. It doesn't ruin the you know the verification authenticity of something that's game worn if you wash it. Um, no, guys do wash it because they say the teams wash it and and clean it that's all the time. That's probably true too. Yeah. Yeah, but myself, honestly, I am relatively new to this, so I'm learning a lot as it goes. There's okay. people have their own niches and uh, nuances of what they like and what they don't like. So a lot of the jerseys, they love them marked up, ripped, torn, team repairs. Well, then it, it just shows, shows that they're game-worn, right? Absolutely. It's got a, like a puck mark somewhere. Yeah, so a lot of the ones that are super clean, you'll find that are probably maybe not as valuable as the one that's just hammered up. You don't want blood on it, though, right? Um, guys have them and enjoy that. Yeah, like they'll, they'll say it's blood-stained out. Yeah, there's a lot of DNA okay. in some of those. <laughs> okay. That's sanitary? Um, 
That's a good question. I, couldn't, <laughs> okay. I don't even know if I could answer that. I mean, it's okay. We'll move past that. So, <laughs> uh, so if people want to check this thing out this weekend, uh, it's again Saturday at the convention center. Correct, between ten and five p.m. Okay. Uh, we have Trevor Kid signing as well as Joe Daly between eleven and one. Uh, the Avco Cup will be on display between twelve and three. Okay. Uh, there are door prizes as well with your admission. Uh, there are, if you look on the website, a few places you can still pre-buy at $12, but at the door they're 15 But that includes a couple of door prizes that you can get drawn on. Okay, well. and what's the website? It's WinnipegWPGGameWarnExpo.ca. Okay, well, good luck this weekend, Peter. Appreciate you coming into the studio. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I dig you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?